This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 311, and tonight we are celebrating Irish horror. And to do that, we're taking a look at the very funny supernatural comedy Extraordinary, starring Will Forte. Hey, hey, hey. And to do that, we're being joined by one of my favorite Canadians, that big, bushy, bearded man who also loves big, bushy, bearded animals, the fabulous, bearded Michael Howie, and also his beard. If he ever shaves that thing, I'm just going to be lost completely. But you know what? Before we go a step further, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and since 2010, I've been your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies, but... But, 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 but hold on there, bucko. You're going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. Yeah, ha, yeah, ha, 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 My evil musical theater laughter. My apologies. I did have to take that week off between this episode and the last episode. And I'm glad I did. It was the perfect thing. The weather started getting warmer. I was able to get out more. And I took my own advice that I gave here on the show back at the beginning of the pandemic when I said, get off of social media for a little while. Because I realized one of the things that was bumming me out, and this sounds terrible, was that I'd see other people on social media who appeared to be thriving through all of this. It made me feel awful. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd look at post after post after post from the same people, good friends, wonderful people, close friends, that you know, are just getting great jobs and, and booking great gigs and going fun places with their partners and, and their loved ones. And, oh, wow, I, here's pictures of me getting the vaccine. And then here's me like, I can't get anything done. And it was making me feel awful. I wasn't angry at them. It made me angry at me. But I just stayed off for a while, and everything's been better. Everything's much cooler now. But we're going to continue the course, and uh, we're going to make March about comedy. But we'll talk about that more later. It also doesn't hurt that I finally got my vaccine appointment. Yay! Yay! It's not till May, but you know what? That's cool. That's cool. It was like a bloodbath getting it, but I got it, and here we are, and hooray, hooray, and I don't have to drive to the boonies to do it. Yay! And one of the other things that really, really has me happy, the new website is finally linked to the ScreamQueens.com domain. Yay! I... I started a pod page back in November, and it has taken this long to connect the two sites to make the old crappy headache bane of my existence WordPress website go away forever. And now I have this glorious, gorgeous new page from PodPage. And it was great. Like, setting it up took five minutes, literally. It just it took my feet and went, bang, here you go. All I had to do is change colors and things like that. And I can add stuff when I want and change stuff and add video and all kinds of great things that I couldn't do on WordPress without completely breaking it and spending hours and hours trying to fix whatever conflict or nonsense was going on. Poof, those days are gone, baby. Gone, gone, gone. Very happy. So if you got a minute, go on over to www.screamqueens.com. And of course, that's Queens with a Z. And check out the new site. Let me know what you think. And you can actually let me know what you think by leaving a voicemail. There's a little red tab over on the right. I think it says, read me to filth in 30 seconds. Click on that. Leave me a voicemail. It would make me very happy. Yay. 
And the other thing that makes me happy is that this new website is coming from the generosity of those of you who are signed up for Patreon. Thank you so much. This is another great thing that Patreon subscribers have given to the show or have helped out with the show, I should say. I would not have it if it was not for you. So thank you very much for that. What's Patreon, do you ask? Well, Patreon is a subscription service where you get access to premium content, exclusive premium content, things like the final reel, where normally I would go to the movies, I'd go to sneak previews of movies in the theater and tell you what's coming up at the box office this week and whether it's going to be good or whether it's not. But since there's no movies, I've been just telling you what I've been watching that I'm not going to talk about on the show. So you get some inside scoop of how to fill these empty hours of quarantine with good movies and what to skip. And there's also Dammy Wonka Lewis, which is our Patreon-exclusive Friday the 13th, the series retrospective show, where every month we open up the very curious curious shop, where I'm joined by my smart and sexy co-hosts, Trey Dean and Maya Murphy, and we talk about what Uncle Lewis has inflicted on us this month, going through the series one by one by one by one. And as a matter of fact, here's a little coming attraction of what is going to be happening on next week's episode of Dammy Wonka Lewis, where we talk about the Friday the 13th, the series episode, Tattoo. We were discussing the opening kill involving cursed tattoo needles. Tommy follows this guy who's won all the money down to the basement of this restaurant where he's got this girl tied up, this girl in a white wig and a white dress, and he's tattooing her. And Tommy's just watching what's going on. Well, she's bound and gagged. She's bound and gagged, and her hands are up above her head, and that's what she's hanging from. And you'd think that that would be a very difficult position to tattoo someone in when they're squirming and dangling. But she's got a white shirt, this white wig, like a club wig, and thigh-high boots. She's look. She looks rocking. She's, she's well. She's dressed to kill or dressed to die, depending on how yeah. you look at it. Either way, either way, she's dressed for either. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing about this curse that I also think is really ghoulish. You have to tattoo somebody with this figure that will come to life and kill them. That's going to take a while. You have to spend a really long time being really intimate with the person that you're mm. going to kill. It's not writing with a curse pen yeah. halfway around the world. It's not touching somebody really quick with a curse glove. You have to be really up close and intimate with them for quite you're some time. Them. Which they is fucking see horrible. You. That's And then yeah. for the victim, you're slowly building the, imp- the implement of their death on you. Yeah. Our first murder tattoo, I think it's like a a bug with a it's like a rhinoceros beetle. It looks cool. That bug was gross. That looks, yeah. That bug was nasty. No. Oh that no. Bug. No. And it, that bug is in your wig, girl. Oh. It goes up in your wig, girl. No. But we oh. also we spent oh. all our money on the really cool effect on animating the the tattoo, and then it morphs into the real version yeah. of the bug. But like that you don't see the. You don't see the bite no. or whatever that murders them. You just see that, well, oh, I presume you're being poisoned. You look pretty dead now. Maybe something venomous bit you. Yeah. Okay. White stuff came out of your mouth. Oh, and then oh. what I love like, the white stuff. Are you ODing? St- yeah. You are dressed to club. What I love, she spewed yes. up white stuff and her eyes rolled yes. back so that just the whites were showing. So she just was color coordinated. Yeah. Head to toe <laughs> look. Head to toe look, girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So that, my beautiful screamers, is just a little sample of the silliness that we get into every month over at Damn You Uncle Lewis on Patreon. So if you're interested in becoming a Patreon subscriber, you could do so for as little as $5 a month. That will get you into the premium content like Damn You Uncle Lewis and the final reel. And all of that goes to help the show. If you want tangible proof, there's the website right there. There's this fancy new microphone that I'm talking to in here that we got last year. There's this fancy editing software that I'm using right now. That's all because of Patreon, and you can be a part of that. So www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. And, of course, that's queens with a Z. I think that's enough shilling about myself right now. I think it's time to bring on Michael Howie and talk about Extraordinary. But first, let's take a listen to that trailer. Okay, okay. 
Why don't we see ghosts every day? Ugh, leave me alone. Most hauntings are so small, they go unnoticed. Maybe you could have a chat with my daughter, just to find out what's up with her. My name is Martin. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph! Martin, she's floating! She's floating, Martin! I know. What is evil? <laughs> Coming, my sweet! I'm doing an incantation! Bloody moon better make me bloody rich. This is a satanic ritual. Satanist! To break the spell, we need ectoplasm. You just have to let the ghost inhabit your body. Like in Ghostbusters. Oh, I haven't read that. The plot thickens. Why does it have to be so unnecessarily gross? Black magic! Yo, girls, come with something. Prick. Joining me for this salute to Irish horror is a returning guest. He's a favorite amongst you folks. And really, I, I can't blame you because, gosh, this guy just rocks my world. I am so thrilled to have joining to talk to me with you about the film Extraordinary. He's the man from Canada, the bearded behemoth himself. You know him, you love him. He's from Defender Radio, and he loves Dave and Fuzzy Animals, and also not Fuzzy Animals as well. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and on GNCs, wherever you may be, please put your hands together for Michael Howie! It's amazing to be back. I absolutely love it here. It is spring, and we are talking about one of the best movies I've seen this year so far. Michael Howie, la la la, my bearded he man, la la la, my cosmic beard man. That's you, man. Welcome that is back me. To the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Oh, I've, I've, I'll have you anytime, Michael Howie. You know that. Anytime. Anytime. Woo. So, how you been, Michael? How's things up in the great white? North, it, that's not, that's you, sure, why not? Is that Canada? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's up, and it's, it's no, and generally... It's great, and the it's snow, a little, so it's white, yeah, all right. Well, I was going to say it's a little too white, but for other reasons. But we're doing okay up here. We're getting through, you know, we're keeping an eye on all of you friends down in other world. Uh, we need to be supervised through. at all times. We really do. <laughs> we really need a, a national babysitter. You know what? That actually very well may be your third party option for 2024. Just the we need that super plot. nanny lady. We just need somebody needs to put this whole country in the naughty spot. Go sit I'm, in the naughty spot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you had a British nanny and it didn't turn out well. Mm. Um, that being said, it's always mm. there's always a chance to try again. Maybe this time she just needs to bring a paddle. Everyone now take a moment to picture uh, why, the, why, the why you make it weird. Why you always make why, it weird? I made it weird. <laughs> 
I had why to. Is she, why is she in a canoe, Michael? What's going? I don't understand. Okay, if you can't have sex in a canoe, you're not Canadian. That's just a rule. Oh, that's why it's canoe Canadian. I got. Uh huh. I get it. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Huh? Yeah. Can we come across the Canoe- border? Yeah. <laughs> Canoodling. There it is. Yeah. Come Canoe- across the border. Oh, hey. You'll see it a lot of ports of entry. We have just like a big empty canoe there, and everyone thinks that's a cute tourist thing. It's part. Michael, of the nobody test. wants to hear about your ports of entry. <laughs> <laughs> well, my ports of entry are nice and pre-moistened, thanks to Patrick. Well, actually, I should, thank you, thank you, as are mine, as I mentioned earlier, because that's an important part of podcasting is pre-moistening. Uh-huh. Uh, just before we started recording, I sent Michael a, a screenshot. Because uh, I just posted that, hey, I'm about to sit down with Michael Howie from Defender Radio to talk about Extraordinary. And my evil twin up there, also in Canada, over in Vancouver, Mike Ryan, said, oh, Michael Howie, he's so dreamy. I took a screenshot and I sent it to Michael. He's just like, yeah, I know. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that on podcasts. When it's just my voice, I accept it. No, he had just listened last week to the Dave Made a Maze oh, episode. Oh, He's that catching was a up. lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, and he, I, he loved the movie, and he's like, "You were right, Michael. Michael Howie has a panty dropping voice." <laughs> you know what's surprising is it doesn't really work when I'm around. It again, it works what? from a distance. <laughs> yeah, it's something about the personality. Well, it's so big and booming. It's like you're not. It's like, it's like wow, that voice can't be coming out of that. I know it's very unsettling for people. I don't know. <laughs> But seriously, that's like um, the guy on Murphy Brown who played the boyfriend was a radio announcer sometimes. And I remember as a kid hearing his voice and then my mom saying, oh, that's the guy from Murphy Brown. And then looking at it and going, no, it's not. I'll look that up later for your fans. But it's also very jarring when those two things collide. So we're going to talk took, about movies? I took what's, it to a dirty place. I took it to a dirty place again. It's like you said, these two place. things collide and now I'm in a dirty place with a straight man. What's happening? I feel like... Welcome to Scream Queens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a dirty place with a straight man. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I mean, come to the pink side, Michael Howie. Come to the pink side. Let's see if my room has got a pink tint to it today. It I does. I like it. Come spend the night inside my sugar walls, Michael. <laughs> oh, my. I'm always open to learning new things. Uh-huh. Like the lyrics to an obscure Sheena Easton song that everyone's forgotten. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, We've been all over the place. So, Michael Howie, the movie that we're talking about is Extraordinary from 2019. Michael, you know the routine. Since you are the guest, I need you to give me a nice, tight, 30-second plot summary of Extraordinary. Don't give me the whole script. Pitch it to me like I'm a movie executive, and you've got 30 seconds in an elevator. The clock starts now! Ghosts are all over Ireland. People can't figure out what to do, and they keep contacting Rose, who is an Irish driving instructor who may have once had a life involving getting rid of ghosts with a partner. What that looks like, we don't know, but she's sweet, she's charming, and she might just end up helping Martin, whose daughter started floating for some reason, as his dead wife harasses him about what shirt to wear. I was was just going to say that, uh, what's his name is there? Will Forte. And also Satanists. Yes. Right? Just say there's one more sentence. And also the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
This movie's adorable, and I don't understand why it's not getting any traction in America at all. I, I don't either. When you sent it to him and you said, hey, this, this is the movie for you, and I'm used to people from very serious or very different places coming to me to be like, hey, we're a very serious podcast about horror movies. Can you come on and talk about a comedy for me? Uh, and I get that, you know, with other things, too. Like, hey, we're a really serious RPG podcast. We need you to come on and be weird for an hour. Um, so I was excited to look at this, and I wasn't sure what to think of it, but I looked at the cast, didn't recognize any names except for Will Forte. Will Forte, yeah. And uh, who's, who's outstanding in everything he touches. Uh, mm-hmm. And it sounded kind of silly and goofy and indie and like something that is absolutely perfect to watch with friends on a Friday night, which I did. And I fell in love with this movie within 10 minutes. It is so charming. It is incredibly charming. And the thing is, what's going to be a challenge for us talking about the movie is that, yes, it's a comedy. It's not like Ghostbusters. There's no big, huge comedy scenes. It's not like a whole big comedy moments. It's all character-based comedy mm-hmm. of people being hilarious in tiny little ways throughout the movie that keep, that keep piling up, piling up. And by the, by the last reel, it's absolutely hilarious. Yes. But it's a trip to get there. And it's the same thing with the, um, the, the, the ghost effects. It's all very small. Small, 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 yeah. small, small. And then there's a big carnival at the end, but it's a trip to get there. There's a journey. Yes. I, I, found, I found it was very interesting that they spent so little on special effects for a movie about ghosts. Mm-hmm. In, in, in a sense, that's what it's about. But it, it really is. It's about these individuals and their relationships and what they're like together. And I find that is sometimes the best comedy. If we look at ensemble comedy. This is um, my favorite kind of comedy. When right? the jokes it's, are actually coming from who the person is here. Exactly. From the inside. It's always better. It's not just like, I'm in this wacky situation. I'm going to do something that's really funny that may not have anything to do with the character that I've set up mm. up until this point. But when you've got that basis and that anchor, it just makes everything really funny. Because, for instance, Rose. Uh, what the, what the, what the, Maeve Higgins? Is that her name? Yes. Maeve, Maeve Higgins. Maeve Higgins. Higgins. Maeve Higgins. Who's the anchor of this movie who's done virtually nothing? Like, she's yes. been a writer for National Lampoon Radio forever, but very little screen credits. And they, this whole movie hangs on her. Mm-hmm. And it's a, for a person in the driver's seat. She's a driving instructor. So I didn't mean to do that, but ah. she's, she's in the driver's seat in the movie. But <laughs> to be playing this character who's so quirky, but quietly quirky, it's like under her breath quirky all the time. Yeah. So it, it, but it's, she's wonderful. She's she wonderful. is a character, too, that we all know in our lives. She's the friend who's hilarious, but never loud. She always shows up for you, but she's kind of underwhelming all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she who just has no around. idea how fucking amazing she is. Yes, that's the key to it. She has no idea that she's special and wonderful and that people like having her around. And that's something we can all identify with. And that is what sets up so much of the comedy of yeah. she is quiet and she is gentle and she is kind and just damned hilarious as a result and how she interacts her whole character arc is that she's got this she has a psychic ability a strong one it runs yeah. in the family she's been suppressing it for years since her father died and she blames herself for it she's extraordinary mm-hmm. all she wants is to be ordinary yes and she can't be <laughs> yep. she just can't, no matter how hard she tries she just can't be ordinary and I love her I think she's fantastic and that's also another part of that character that's so touching to all of us is we are all extraordinary in one way or another and just mm-hmm. accepting that. And again, the thing that's great about this and it gets underlined, and this is one of those weird grammar things, it's not extraordinary, it's extraordinary. It is two words. 
and that's one of those subtle it's that subtle humor that permeates the film too yeah because extraordinary means beyond ordinary outstanding exciting etc extraordinary means ordinary but more yeah so there there is that subtlety in that but it's just it's one of those little things that kind of pops up throughout the film Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a joke about the sign itself at one point with that. So, well, just at the end. Well, well yeah, at the end. Michael and I just made a pact that we're not going to spoil this movie because it's not getting any play here in the states. Apparently, not in Canada either. It's not on any of the streaming services. Most people don't know about it yet. Yeah, and I think that if you are a fan of either of the genres that you and I are are known for enjoying, you with horror films and me with comedy, yeah. you're going to like this movie. Yeah. Like there's, there's things, there's nothing to not like about it. And if you're Irish, extra points, because it's every, like every one of my, okay, here's the thing. The love interest in this movie, Martin, Martin, Martin. I love the fact that his name is Martin, Martin, Mm -hmm. because I have a whole branch of my family that's still over in Ireland. In this one family, there's Martin Joe, there's Martin Matthew, Martin Edward, Martin Jacob. (laughs) By law, by, by process of elimination, eventually they will be a Martin Martin. Mm-hmm. Family and like that's why I'm related to him. Yeah, you just got to work your way down the alphabet, right? Uh-huh, but Martin sure. Martin's another character that is just Martin Martin. <laughs> the first time he says it is funny because you're like, no, he said that wrong. I heard that wrong. That's an Irish thing that I didn't get. But then it just it's another one of these subtle comedic gems. And this came from a writing team, it looks like, which I think plays into that. Yeah, because uh, you can workshop differently and you can play off each other but just the way he says his name it has you smiling throughout the movie uh because it's just it's one of those little they call back to it they call back to it they call back to it but nobody nobody's ever like what that's weird yeah it's never called out no everyone's just like "Uh uh-huh martin martin (laughs) because Um, because if because if it's happening in my family it's happening in families everywhere (laughs) especially someone's gonna get a martin martin Oh, it's the Martin uh, Martin of the family. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, and he's the, the actor uh, was one. I, I recognized him. Barry Ward. Barry did Ward. Did not know him off the top. Oh, oh, I didn't know him off the top of my head. But when I did some, uh, did some research, I know him from The Fall. Yes, I do, too. I was just with, looking uh, at that. With uh, Gillian, Gillian Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Is it Gillian yeah. or Gillian? Yes. Okay. That's the right answer. <laughs> And I mean, he's also uh, on Netflix. He's on that series, End of the Fucking World, which I started watching, but I couldn't watch because it's like beginning of the pandemic and it was too dark. Yeah, I I actually saw that one and went, gee, teenage serial killers, maybe not right now. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like the the teenage serial killer and he lures this girl over specifically the killer and he's winding up falling in love with her instead. I'm like, this is actually, this is the potential to be kind of cute. It's too dark. Mm Mm-hmm. For now, which is why I'm talking about movies like this because I'm back in that space. We're like, I can't talk about horror movies anymore. It's great. It's great. It's good. It's selling my job. Anyway, mm. I also love the character of the father. Yes. The father who is long dead, who we only see in these wonderful VHS clips because he was also a paranormal dude, but he also did a whole series of VHS tapes. Yeah. On, on living with the talents and different kinds of things. One of the things I love about him, and it's a weird, subtle thing, it's the fact that his voice is always kind of like this. It's like it's like the voice on a film strip that you got back in the 70s. The yeah. life of the scene enemy is approximately 36 hours. <laughs> I, I noticed that, too, and it's, 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 there's a bit of a warble, and there's a bit of a tinniness to make it sound like an old recording. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's and that's that's a, a, a wonderful narrative tool is they show clips of this and it's it's like a Bob uh, Bob Rosen type PBS cable access cable access is more like it oh just like yeah. I, I made this on VHS myself yes and it's a yes. series of films and it, it's used at first as a narrative tool but then it's how you see Rose interacting with her father and telling the story of her father. Yes. Uh, which is, is a very, again, it's a very fun way of telling a story we're kind of used to hearing. And the movie had me in 30 seconds because the movie opens with a <laughs> session from him. And he's just talking about ghosts around us every day. They may be big, they may be small. And it, it was cute. Like they said, <laughs> ghosts, can be <laughs> ghosts can be anywhere. And they show this picture of this like totally haunted looking house. Yeah. And then they circle the ghost in the picture and it's like the tiny little it's like a pebble in the corner. It's like, <laughs> that's a ghost. That's the ghost. Not the big scary house. It's this little thing over here. I'm like, that was cute. But he's like, Have you ever had nightmares after eating cheese? Do you ever have nightmares after eating cheese? You might have eaten a ghost. You may have eaten a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And he and explains then- <laughs> with absolute <laughs> conviction. That each one of the bacterias that is killed in cheese when you eat it has the potential to become a ghost. So uh, yeah. you can have <laughs> cheesy ghost farts. Cheese ghost. <laughs> like, well, uh, it's 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 just off the cuff. And it, Lactose it just, intolerant bl- is actually a haunting of your bowels, man. Right? <laughs> it's one of these things. And this is brilliant comedy writing is they just blow past it. You're a ghost intolerant. They just, they, it's, yeah, it's, here's something funny and move on. But that's going to be in my head for 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Every time I eat cheese, I'm going to be like, I'm eating ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although he never answered the questions that I really wanted to hear. Which were? Do ghosts have beards? More importantly, do beards have ghosts. Oh. Yeah, like when I ch- when I trim my beard, right now it's trim. Patrick can see it's relatively trim. Right? Where's the beard at? Where, where, I don't see it. The beard's on my face. Oh, there it is. The beard's on your face. Yes, the beard's <laughs> on my face. But when I trim it for three minutes, there's probably two or three dead beard ghosts in my sink. I mean, you hear the screaming, the screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially oh, from anyone I'm dating at the time. <laughs> and the drain. The drain's like, no, no, that, God. <laughs> that drain has entire civilizations in it right now that are draino <laughs> resistance. The last time I stuck an auger down there, they pulled it down and kept it. It's getting bad. Yeah, so what's happening is that Rose is just, she's just a driving instructor, and also just all this stuff is hilarious. Apparently, she can't even drive in real life, which is very funny. <laughs> that, that checks. That she checks. drives she, very little. She doesn't have to. Everybody yeah. else drives. She's this mm-hmm. instructor. She sits in the other chair. Yep, and they, they start. Oh, no, with... she does. She does. She does drive because that's the same when she's driving. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yes. Michael Howie, I want a toaster ghost. I love the toaster ghost. I want a tree ghost who waves to her as she drives by. Uh-huh. Because like ghosts can be anywhere. And she's driving, you know, because you're hearing the dad's narration. Ghosts can be anywhere. And she's driving down the street. And there's like a toaster with the cord waving at her, like, hey, help me. Help me. Exercise me. Help me. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the, the fun part, though, is, again, it takes something that we've all been told. Ghosts can inhabit things. That's what a poltergeist can be. And that's like there's there's actual store. I'm probably not right about that, but there are all kinds not, of. But yeah. OK, but, uh, spirits can cause things to happen. But what if things can be possessed? But yes, 
Yeah. So this takes it to the next level, which is comedy of, okay, so, you know, in, in the case of Martin Martin, who has a, a ghost <laughs> living in his home, the ghost shows up by leaving messages on his toast while it's in the toaster or by opening a cupboard to smack him on the head and tell him no. And just everyday mundane tasks are then haunted. And that's just, it's, it's again, it's, it's a brilliant opportunity because think about all of the mundane things you do in a day. And this movie goes, what if it was haunted while you did that? It's like the annoying yeah. guy who says, have you seen that while high? Like, have you experienced this while you smoked some weed? That guy, but with ghosts. Yeah. 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 Also, what I like too is that Bonnie, his, his wife's ghost, not necessarily malicious, but kind of malicious. Controlling. She's controlling. But like a lot of the things that she leaves are helpful. Like the, 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 we, I love a movie that we have a, a toaster ghost, but we also have ghost toast. Yes. Two different things. Very different. <laughs> she, leaves, she leaves psychic messages in the toast. It's, the dog has worms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's and that's but that's one of those great opportunities. So there's they show the dog uh, scooting on the, the rug. Mm-hmm. And then it's people say, why is the dog scooting? And it just keeps getting ignored, keeps getting ignored, keeps getting ignored. The toaster pops and up on the toast, dog has worms. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. But, but still, even though she's not malicious, she's making his life hell. Yes. So his daughter, not him, says, you need to call this lady. She's a driving instructor who's also a psychic. Thus our plot. Well, I did love the fact that she's like, well, if you're not going to do something, Dad, then I'm going to have to call someone. And he said, who are you going to call? And they didn't go there. <laughs> yes, I laughed out loud at that. And that's, again, that's it's wonderful, fast comedy. It doesn't give you time to ruminate. It's not like traditional. Uh, and I'm going to call it American. It's also Canadian. I'm ruminating but. right now just looking at you, Michael. Oh, Rum- my. <laughs> uh, the snorting helps, I'm sure. Um so the, uh, I can't remember now that just threw me right. Watching you grind around on your podcast chair, just <laughs> threw me right off track. Yeah. That's what and it is. That, that's, I'm, 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 I'm like the snake charmer. <laughs> I'm charming your snake, Michael Howie. Oh yeah. Ooh, inappropriate. 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 So yeah. So she's just going about, Rose is just this whole thing. She keeps getting calls though. Because like, yes. she used to do this. She used to do this with her father until her father was killed in this freak accident, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into later on, that she blames herself for. She, she gave it up. She says, no, I don't have any talents. I don't do that anymore. So she has this driving school, but she still gets messages all the time. You know, no, and by the way, if you're calling about that other thing, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Could be exorcisms. Could be anal. Who knows? Mm-hmm. She doesn't say. That's, again, one of the fun parts is they don't outright name things or label things in this movie they're just yeah. they happen and they move along they happen they move along well that's irish humor too it's just like oh yeah mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. okay okay you got a ghost in your bed okay mm-hmm. it's very oh, sure, stiff right. upper lip oh. comedy it's very yeah. traditional uk type of comedy that so many of us love of this is absolutely ridiculous but we're just going to talk about it like it's a normal thing mm-hmm. she gets a call from martin martin who asks for a driving lesson yes and so you get they, had, they had show, set this up by showing her with an actual student yeah. right before that scene. So she shows up and he gets in the car and off he, he drives. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm such, you know, sometimes it's really easy to teach people. Yeah, bro, he can drive, bro. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he brought his uh, sandwiches and his juice boxes, juice boxes and his mints. And his mints. Because there might be onions in the sandwich. You made them, but it might be onions. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe I don't. 
One thing I didn't get, and I'm sure this is an Irish joke, I didn't get the recurring chicken. Yeah. On every product that the every food product has this chicken with like a hamburger on <laughs> even though like none of the products have chicken in it. Mm-hmm. That might be a local thing. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I couldn't confirm with any Irish relatives. They're like, we're not talking to him. We can't we can't tell we can't tell him about the big chicken. No, we can't. No, no. <laughs> Ireland's uh, been secretly hiding a big chicken somewhere. Uh, sure, uh, sure, no, we can't let them no no no. It's the national secret, the big chick the big cook. <laughs> It's been a, a tightly held secret for generations that the Irish are known to have big cocks. Is that what you're we, saying? Oh, yeah. So we've got to, we, no, we've got to be sitting on the big cock. We've got to get, oh, okay. no, we can't let, we can't let the big cock out. I tried, uh, tried <laughs> reading something in my Irish accent just as prep work for this, and it did not go well. So That's all right. I'm going to read the accents to you. Oh, please. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Great. I'll, be, I'll be getting all kinds of letters now. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> What fucking Barry Fitzgerald bullshit was that, Patrick Walsh? Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I can't even do that right. One of the recurring things I think is funny is like Rose's use of the word cool. Mm -hmm. She calls things cool that aren't cool. She's like always talking, oh, sure. You're like, Martin, you come in here with with your cool glasses and your cool voice. (laughs) Hey, you need to get your shit together, woman. What? Did you actually just put on a cool voice and call me woman? Yes. Yes, I did, and I and I said shit too. I am so oh. sorry. I, I I was just trying to stop you from freaking out. Are you still freaking out? No. Okay, come on. Basically, what happens? He wants her to help exercise Bonnie. She says, "No, I don't do that anymore." End of story. Done. Get out. I'm just a driver. I'm only a driving instructor. You can clearly drive. Please get that to me, Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kicks him out. Everything's going on until. His daughter starts floating. As daughters what is his do. Da- <laughs> As they, when they're gassy, it happens. Mm. <laughs> it's like dogs. You got to express their anal glands every now and then. You just got to let the air out of a young girl every now and then. Please delete. Okay, I'm deleting that. <laughs> that did not come out well. No, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just between you and me now. We'll hang on to that one for next time we go drinking. <laughs> You should do an improvised podcast. Those ones are fun for that. I just censored myself. I just said, no but to myself. (laughs) Did say yes then? I said, no but. Mm -hmm. No but. So his daughter's floating, and obviously he's concerned. Right. So they bring Rose back in. And I don't know where, where, where I was going with this now because we went someplace else. So oh, there was the uh, the uh, Will Forte shows up in between. Right. Now, what I've learned is that this Will Forte character, everyone in Ireland knows who they're making fun of. Oh, really? Chris DeBerg, Lady Chris in Red. Re- oh, the Lady in Red. Lady in Red, uh, Don't Pay the Ferryman. Okay. Apparently, Chris DeBerg was one of the more prominent musicians who in the 80s all of a sudden flocked to Ireland because of the tax laws, and he was probably one of the, like, the most notorious flagrant abusers of it. Mm-hmm. And so everyone watching the movie goes, oh, sure, this is Chris DeBerg. Gotcha. So the character, see, it, it, I have to say, watching it, it's hard to think Will Forte just came up with this character or performed this character without someone to base it on. 
That sure. said, Will Forte is one of those wonderful character performers who <sighs> will create characters that you just accept as real. Christian Winter is one of the most delightful Satanists I've seen on screen. <laughs> yes. And yes. I did a screening of it the other day, where, and one of my listeners, uh, hey, Dave, Dave Woody, is from the UK, and went, Christian Winter was a one-hit wonder. And I sang la, 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 cosmic woman, la, 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 cosmic woman. You heard my interpretation of it from Michael Howard with cosmic woman, la, 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 <laughs> la, la, la. And my, David just goes, it's, this is so fucking Eurovision. Mmm, Yes. I have no reference to that because all I know about Eurovision is what I saw when I was in the UK. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. What is this? I don't understand anything. The whole the whole thing is so ridiculous. And this guy is such an obvious. He wrote one crummy song in the 80s. You know what? I am going to take that back. I'm going to say he wrote two fantastic songs because I'm sorry. I like my hat. It sounds like a great follow <laughs> <laughs> Well, the whole idea his, his is... His other songs, they, they just show the billboard charts. And <laughs> I Like My Hat was not even on the top 40, no. nothing. I, I Like My Hat. Poor and guy. I just picture I Like My Hat is the same song. I like my hat, la, la, la. My hat is great, la, 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 la. My hat is awesome. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's my music career, more or less laid out. Aww. Uh, but also, a, a, a lovely addition to this who felt at first out of place, but I grew to appreciate for her role was Claudia O'Doherty. His wife. <laughs> yes. So she's another actor I've seen in a bunch of stuff, but kind of broke out in nowhere. I th looking at her IMDb around 2017, she kind of really started to hit it. Um, yeah. But she's uh, Australian who's just hilarious. Her role is to be the whiny gold digging wife off to the side. That's all she does. Who doesn't give a shit about anything that's going on while well, she does, but she does. She doesn't care about any of the procedure because the whole yeah. thing is that he was a one hit wonder back in the day, but now he's out to revive his career because he's got a hold of the satanic book, yes. which has a ritual that will ensure his career, which involves sacrificing a virgin, i.e. Martin Martin's daughter, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And... And so while all of this is going on, you've got all these satanic rituals and he's standing there shouting incantations and so on. And then she walks it like as Chinese food here. Yeah. Walks in from <laughs> out of the room with the Chinese food. And it's like, do you want your Kung Pao chicken or not? He's like, I perform. I'm trying to sacrifice a virgin. I'm saying, yeah, but your food's getting cold now. Christian. Like it's, it's just, it's one of these, again, it's just brilliant. Like it, it, you take something so crazy and then you put the mundane in with it. It's That's a good way of looking humor. at it because she sees no wonder in any of this. There's no wonder in any of the Satanism or the things they're going to get or these rituals because clearly there's magic happening. Yes. I mean, because before Martin, before they had Martin Martin's daughter, they had another virgin. <laughs> so you have a girl who's levitating in your living room and she's just mm -hmm. like blah, 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 mundane. Monday, yes. it's just another day in, in, in the Christian Winter Castle. And it is a castle, too. That's the other thing, is the setting for this. It is this American sort of washed-out one-hit wonder living in an actual Irish castle. Which Krista Berg did, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it's just on the nose constantly about who this guy is. And he has no insight, it appears. And that's a wonderful Will Forte trait he brings to a lot. I was watching uh, Parks and Rec, and he plays a walk-on character in season two as a guy who wants a copy of Twilight in the Town Time Capsule. Dumb kind of plot line. But he plays with such earnesty 
that like you you genuinely believe, oh, he's an okay guy just trying to figure this out. When in fact yeah. he's a Satanist trying to find a virgin to sacrifice. And even when he's a Satanist, you're like, he's still kind of cute and mm-hmm. he's goofy and he's really kind of harmless. And all of a sudden, oh shit, he's not harmless at all. He's yes. actually really fucking dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just that, there's that one shot. You just go, oh, oh, not spoiling it, but just, oh, you know what I'm talking about. We're just like, oh, well, yeah. that took care of that problem. Holy shit. Holy shit. So it's, what, what, it surprises what, so you. They already have, Michael, Michael, I'm confused. You, I, said, I said that they already had a virgin. Before yeah, so Sarah's daughter, before before Martin's daughter, there's a rule that we learn about, and they reference it by talking about the gloaters. And I don't know how much the gloating, the gloating, the gloating, which there was a whole chapter of her, <laughs> of her father's VHS collection was the gloating. Hello, I'm Vincent Dooley. This week, I'm visiting the O'Callaghan farm in West Cork, investigating a gloating. Gloating. Yeah, a ghost floating. Right. Obviously. Just to let you know, this is a satanic ritual. Um, Satanists? Oh my God, don't tell me I should have had her baptized. This is preparation for a virgin sacrifice. What? Like, bang a goat? Yeah, like some demons are into that, you know, just different strokes. It's a 10 minute segment of the film. And this is the kind of thing (laughs) that I, I would actually guess, I would wager a bet that this was written by two people and then Maeve Higgins, who plays Rose and someone else co- helped with the writing. I would guess this is one of the things that started the writing process, though, for the entire movie was this scene of explaining floating goats. And it, it goes into great detail on the technical aspect of it and the spiritual aspect of it and the management of what happens if you make a mistake. Right. Well, I mean, it's all it's all well and good. It's all fairly, you know, it's, it's, it's standard, standard Satanist stuff. You know, there's certain, you know, satanic deities. They like to have, they like virgins. It's their kink, you know, different yeah. strokes for different folks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? They're going to feck a goat? She's like, well, different strokes. <laughs> yeah. And it's again, mundane, 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 mundane. But this is one caveat. What's the one caveat when you have a floating goat syndrome? Uh, you, you can't wake them. Don't wake a floating goat. <laughs> no. It does not go well. No, they explode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not so explode like a, a cute poop and they disappear. It's no. explode. <laughs> like no. they, they went back to Band of Brothers to borrow some special effects. Explode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah. It's it's yes. It's it's gross. It's gross. It's gross. So the first <laughs> the first virgin exploded. <laughs> Yes. Because his wife was like, well, I was in here and she was vacuuming. She's like vacuuming. I went to wake the bitch up to ask her something. And she just kind of exploded. <laughs> Fell to yep. pieces. Kind so of exploded. Ex- kind, no, not kind of exploded. <laughs> bitch exploded. Well, they said they, we see that happen. And then much later, we see the video with the gloating with the goats, where she's explaining what's happening to Martin. Martin. Martin's face when the goat explodes. <laughs> <laughs> He, so this guy, he is another actor who throughout much, much of the film, you think he's just an average dude, straight faced, no response to things. A straight guy to, to Rose's comedy. Yeah. You think. Until he's not. <laughs> yes. And you find out too. And that's one of the other things that you, I love about this movie is the actors surprise you with how good they are. Yes. Because it's a silly comedy, indie Irish thing, and you don't expect a lot. But when they pull out their guns, it blows you away. It catches mm-hmm. you off guard. It's brilliant. 
Yes, because all right. So now they, they, they have to save Martin's daughter Sarah, and in order to do, what do they need to do to save her? They need to put this kind of transparent white goo on her face from five or seven different seven, hauntings. Seven, seven, seven hauntings. And I, I'm I, again, I'm trying keeping it classy. It looks like cum. It, um, it's ectogism. Yeah, like it, it. There, I don't know what else. They have to exercise seven ghosts and collect the ectoplasm. That comes up when they do that and and then rub it all over her face. <laughs> and the best part is how they collect it. So this, and then the specimen jars, this yes. best, which makes it even more look like cum. It's gross. There's so much cum in this movie. There's so much cum. And what I love, like the recurring joke is Martin keep going, why does everything have to be so unnecessarily gross? Yes. <laughs> It is, again, it's so silly and gross that you can't help but laugh at it. And then an hour later go, did they use actual jizz? Like, how do you source that? Well, ivory liquid is a good, is what they use in the movie. Yes. It, yeah. well. But based on what's happened, I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of jizz substitutes. I'm sure I'll Google it and then wind up on watch list. <laughs> the, the FBI is tracking people trying to find <laughs> jizz substitutes. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> oh no oh no we gotta export him some no no lock you him know, up <laughs> that means that something bad happened with large volumes of jizz in an airplane at some point in your country's history that's what that means i'm sorry you can't come on this plane with more than two fluid ounces of ecto jizz i'm sorry you can't you can't you can bring the real jizz on but not the fake jizz you can't do that yeah. no you yeah. can't do that oh but so the they, thing is the thing is martin it turns out also has talents yes Rose can talk to ghosts. Martin can hear ghosts, which means he can also inhabit ghosts. Or ghosts so can inhabit whole, him. Ghosts can inhabit him. And that's yeah. how you exercise them. She needs, in order to exercise a ghost, the ghost needs to possess a body, and then she'll talk to the spirit through the body and ask it to leave, and it will go. And then they get ectogism. Yes. And in a totally not gross way <laughs> at all. But this is a wonderful opportunity, again, because you're not dealing with Ghostbusters or horror ghosts. You're dealing with Irish small town ghosts. Yeah. And in one case, it is the garbage cans uh, or the one garbage can. The, the, go, the, the garbage can is the being recycling haunted. Bin. Recycling the recycling bin. bin, to be precise. Yes. <laughs> the green bin. <laughs> um, and it, it, when Rose then helps exercise them, it gives voice to these ghosts and you get to hear what their problem has been. And in one case, it's just use the feckin' green bin instead of the blue bin. Yeah, yeah. That was the reason the ghost is sticking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also a great scene when the, when the green bin starts barking at that woman. And again, everyone's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Martin's like, ah, then that face again. Holy shit. Love it. What this does is, since he has to inhabit the ghost, he gets to play like nine different characters. Yes. During movies, and sometimes rapid fire. Yes. It is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun stuff. <laughs> I wonder, too, how much of that must have been improvised versus actually written? At least some of it, because it's very quick and outlandish. That's the kind of, the, the, just knowing from that kind of stuff, that might start with improv, but eventually you have to nail it down. Okay. So maybe, do, back maybe do a few scenes and pick out that's the one. Right, and then write it down. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you need to from that down because that's going to get confusing with the with the with the camera work too. Because the camera work would have to True. change every time. He, and occasionally props. 
Yes. The prop work in this, again, low budget props that just do the job. Yeah. <laughs> they tell the story. And I think I get, you were talking about the, the ectogism jars. It's, it is your old strawberry jar that you washed out and put under the cupboard and the applesauce jar that still had some crumb in it. And what, what, what else are you going to start your jizz in? Well, I, you would think prescription bottles or jizz containment devices. Did you notice the label? I did not. On the jizz jars. What's it say? It's from MacGuffins. Obviously. MacGuffins, famous, famous film term. I just thought that's funny. I think it was cute. Oh, famous MacGuffins as a plot. Yes. As a plot device. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That took a second for me to filter through. Because ultimately, this Ecto Jizz ain't the story. God. <laughs> <laughs> the Ecto Jizz is a MacGuffin. <laughs> but it is, right? Like it's, it's, that's the kind of comedy that is just peppered throughout this entire movie in such a delightful way. And that's what makes it so hard to talk about. Yeah. Two of, two of my favorite sequences. One is when Rose is psyching herself up to go over to his house for the first time to deal with the floating daughter. And she's in the, she's in the dad's room collecting all the, the VHS tapes and she's muttering to herself. Mm -hmm. I, as a mutterer, I'm totally on board with this. And she's like, all right, so just got to get all the tapes and we're going to learn what I have to do. And then we go over and we get rid of the, we save the girl and then we fall, make the guy fall in love with you. And then, and then we, we save the world and then we come back and then I'll have a little something to eat and maybe something like, like a yogurt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I loved it. Yes. Okay, Rose, you can do this. Just go over there. Save the girl. Don't slaughter anybody again. And um, yeah, fall in love. Get that guy. And then be home in time for something to eat. Maybe something light. Just yogurt or something. <laughs> From Save the World to have a yogurt. <laughs> I, I can't get over Maeve Higgins in this movie. I really, really can't. Wonderful. What I also love about this, she's not a small girl. She's no. not who you normally would see in the lead of a movie. She's not drop dead gorgeous. She's average at best. And she's of a she's a bigger girl. And not once do we make a fat joke. Nope. There is no not comment one fat joke. Her appearance about anything else throughout. I don't think there's any jokes about that kind of stuff throughout the entire film. No, no, mostly just about what a nerd she is, the, yeah. or you know, or what a prude she is. Like for her sister makes fun of her. I love the sister as well. The sister's great. The horny sister, she's great. Yes. <laughs> well, the, that was something I actually don't call me Fanny. <laughs> I told you not to call me that. <laughs> but this is this is again one of the throwaway lines. Sister's name is Sar Sailor. Sailor. And I don't remember if it was Martin or someone else says, Sailor, is that your real name? She goes, it's a nickname, don't ask. And it's never <laughs> mentioned again. But that's a real life uh, person. Hi, Sailor. <laughs> I absolutely love that because Sailor just says, like, that's my name. I'm not talking about it. And there's all kinds of implied humor in there. But mm -hmm. that's also the way someone with a name like that would treat it. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, again, it's it's if you have one thing about you that's super distinctive for me, it's my voice. It gets mentioned virtually every time I'm on the phone with someone in a positive conversation. Mm -hmm. That's because they can't see the beard. They can't see the beard. They can't. Yeah. They can't. Uh, <laughs> they don't know that the voice is actually coming from the beard. It's just all that, it that, is. that extra that extra soundproofing and stuff. It just, you know, it's all the testosterone in the beard. Oh, uh, yeah. And the yeah. people in the <laughs> people <laughs> there's a couple birds maybe a wolverine a magpie yeah eh. that was that was one i normally pick up on that stuff early and i missed that for there's a, a recurring character of a magpie yeah throughout the film right from the beginning like in the opening scene where she's saying yeah. i'm sorry i killed your daddy at the gravesite the magpie's there yeah so you know there's something with the magpie 
Yes. And it, the magpie is wonderful, wonderful stuff, wonderful, heartbreaking stuff, too. I love I loved the whole magpie segment. segment. Um, I was also thinking of you and that scene, again, with the father, where you were finding out what happened to daddy. And what happened yeah. was they were at this, they were trying to do an exorcism. What happened was this woman was walking her dog and the dog went down a pothole, but the pothole was some kind of vortex to another dimension. So the dog's lost in there. So they had to go. You know, they said, well, we can't really save the dog. All we can do is make sure that it gets to the other side properly. So the father inhabits the dog, not knowing there's also a pothole spirit. I'm going, this is how Michael Howie's beard works, isn't it? Michael <laughs> Howie has a pothole spirit living in his beard, uh-huh. just sucking everything in, just sucking everything in. Pretty much. That's what <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, but that's, that's again, it's a, a wonderfully silly and emotional scene because you've got... Uh, the father inhabited by both a dog, a small white and a pothole (laughs) and a pothole. (laughs) And this actor has to somehow show you that, which he does with great aplomb. Uh huh. And she's telling that. And the thing is, uh, this all happens. It's happening in the middle of the road, of course. And what happens is he's a dog. So he's, she's like, animal spirits are always unpredictable. And then the the two spirits were fighting and the dog went in the the dog spirit went in the middle of the road. And then a lawyer came and the lawyer ran him over and he was dead. And then there was a magpie. And the magpie was like, she told this emotional story and she's crying and just like doing these bird squawks. It's wonderful. Get the fuck out of my house. Funny. I see what's going on here. You fancy my Martin? No. You just want rid of me so you can get your dirty paws on him. No, that's not it at all. Martin, it's mine. Sarah, it's mine. And this house is mine. So stupid. Playing the audio for it. It's wonderful. But that's again, that's that being able to do that. That is someone who has spent so much time at probably as a writer sitting in small theaters telling silly jokes with their friends because you love doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing is it's not funny to her because the thing was she was just a kid at the time, but she forgot the words. Yes. To the incantation. So that's why she blames herself. Yes. She's, I think she's supposed to be like 10 or 11 at the time, too. Very young yeah. to be taking on that kind of responsibility uh, of being a ghost buster of types. Well, I guess I guess let child ghost protective services. No, I don't know. Child. Ghost I don't know how that works. I don't know how child ghost labor laws work. Maybe that's the sequel. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I would, I would love a sequel. They left the door open oh, for yeah. a sequel. I would love oh, a sequel. So I, I we will get to that. Uh, yeah, and we no, will no. talk about it. I also love that it had it had two ca- well one ma- minor character and a cameo from one of my favorite shows on Netflix right now, the Irish comedy Dairy Girls. I haven't seen that one. You need to watch it. It's very funny, brutally okay. funny. It's it's about uh, four Irish girls growing up in Northern Ireland in the nineties, bef- during during the troubles. The troubles. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna. Ask. But it's filthy. It's funny that the woman who was at the uh, the salon. Yeah. Telling the really boring stories about pictures, and this is this person, this is that, that person. Uh, she plays the nun at their Catholic school, and she's insane. She's wonderfully funny, like brutally funny okay. character. So I was very, I was very excited. And what's funny is there's a character in Dairy Girls. There's an uncle who's the most boring person on the face of the planet. Like every time he calls, everyone's like, "Oh God, no, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> uh, it's like he's trying to tell a story about how we got, you know, these two guys broke into his house and tied him up and. 
stole his car, and he'll be talking about how tall they are. And this, well, one was just slightly taller than the other. One could be more than a millimeter or two. And I was looking at the shoelaces, and they said, well, it was a good thing that it was using, I bought these two shoelaces. That, you know, not the brown shoelaces that I was telling you about last week, but the white ones. The white ones they were tying me up with. They were the ones to tear me up with, because the taller one was saying to me, and it was only taller by a living, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, that relative. Mm-hmm. She was him in that scene. <laughs> she was playing him in that scene. Just the, yeah, just all these little details that you're just going to murmur about endlessly until someone yeah, tells uh, you. Yeah, uh, uh, Siobhan McSweeney is yes. her name. And the other one is uh, Jamie Beamish, who played, mm, I don't remember the character, I think it was Brian, who was Sailor's boyfriend at the end. Oh, the, the local councilman. Yeah, he plays somebody's, he plays his, he's a recurring character on the show. He runs a, he runs a Photoshop. Mm. You know, a photo delivery, uh, not photo, a photo developing shop who who really insists that you need that ticket. <laughs> like you could be these, the people in the picture. He's like, oh no, I really need to see the red ticket. You know, it's it's are, me. It's all the four people standing right here at my daughter's <laughs> wedding, which you were at, and you're in the pictures. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not now for you. He's got these awful dummy teeth. <laughs> yeah, his but I was very happy to see him. His character in this, he plays a local counselor who is just out on a date with Sailor when all of the stuff with the satanic cult comes to a head. Oh, and oh just, boy, does it. Yeah, and he just oh gets boy, tagged along. What's happening is that uh, Sarah needs to be sacrificed during the blood moon. And her body is going to float to where it needs to go. This is one of the funniest scenes in the entire film for me. I loved it because it's the world's slowest contrast. <laughs> yes. And it is. Now, this is comedy. And again, this is comedy that you're going to find locally. It's comedy you're going to find from people like Will Forte, who exists to do comedy. And yeah. you're not going to see it in a lot of major films. It's the holding a joke. If, yeah. uh, for the American audience, Michael Scott on The Office midway through the run, when yeah. the camera would just settle on him. And you'd watch them, and you go, okay, that's the end of the joke. Okay, that's the end of the joke. And then when he gets to the point of this isn't funny anymore and starts to come back around, that's when it gets cut. It's one of those types of humor. Comedia dell'arte. Yeah. So it's an outstanding scene of a car chase of the the Satanists (laughs) and the, the ghost crew chasing after the floating body of this virgin teenager. Who's floating like at two miles an hour, so they're having this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just following behind, just putting along, putting along, and it. But the music's like, yeah, and it just it holds that scene, and it's one of those ones. It just makes you laugh. It was created to do that, and it works, and yeah. it also kind of helps tell the story more. That this is it's this intense life and death situation, but it's still mundane. <laughs> But it's also justified. It can't be a fast car chase. They can't make any big moves because if they wake her up, she's going to explode. <laughs> so they have to just follow along. Quietly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and fight quietly. Yes. And they're shushing each other the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a ton. It's just so silly and funny. And, and, you know, when we started this, and Patrick, you mentioned this too, how hard it is to talk about a movie like this because it's about the characters and their interactions. Yes. And very rarely do I tell people you should go see a movie. This mm-hmm. is a movie, again, if you like comedy, if you like just good storytelling, if you're into horror and you're looking for something lighter or something to, you know, dampen the palate a bit, mm-hmm. this is the movie. This, yeah. this one I'm going to keep in my rotation for years to come. 
Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I hope. Oh, yeah. I love putting stuff in your rotation, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> My rotation is deep. <laughs> it has seven men in it. Oh, see, now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it. Oh, you whore. You whore. You I'm whore. I'm talking about baseball. I don't know what you're talking seven? about. Seven? Seven? It's nine. What is that, Canadian baseball? Is that how that works? We're talking about my <laughs> pitching rotation. Oh, I see. So, you have, so, you're, so you're a catcher. <laughs> I know. I think the last time someone asked me, I said I'm a power bottom because it felt right to say. No? That's not a claim to make if you can't back it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they mean. I'm so waspy. I'll show you someday. It's disgusting. All right. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the big gay ice cream shop again, uh, and we can sit down and, and have get some schematics. And <laughs> be like, get out. What are you doing with our ice cream? <laughs> we just need a couple more snow cones, and it's we can explain it. It's not that gay. It. The ice cream is not that gay. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, so we yeah. we have this wonderful chasing, and the climax just keeps on building and building and building. Yeah, and they keep piling layers As climax onto is it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to get the special effects showcase, which even is nothing by Hollywood standards, but in the in the context of the movie, it's fabulous and yeah. well done. All it's the effects exactly are great. Enough. It's exactly enough. It's exactly enough. Yeah, it's not over the top. They didn't film the entire thing in a green room. Um, no, no. It's it's just they just do just enough so you can see and feel what's happening in the scene and move on. Yeah, I, I just I have to say the demon shows up at the end. Yeah, which was sacrifice goes wonky and not in the way you think it's going to go wonky. It goes wonky in a couple of different ways, and the demon shows up pissed <laughs> off. And the way it manifests is simple but terrifying. Yes, and that's, I think, one of the things that they do so well throughout this is they show how some of these things are simple. So again, how is a garbage can scary? It's not, but in the context... Yes, it is when it's barking at you. (laughs) Right? Um... It's, they do such a good job of that. And it reminds me, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Dave Made a Maze in that the set ends up playing a role and the simplicity of how they tell the story plays a role in this one, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if it had been all special effects, the comedy wouldn't shine. The, the characters wouldn't shine because you're just looking at all of those special effects. See, okay, this uh, sidebar, way back when I was in a test audience for Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, long before it released, they wanted to make sure it was funny, so they showed a print with minimal special effects. That's interesting. Yeah. That makes and sense. And it was still funny. Yeah. So the special effects only made it better, but it was really easy to just, you just squash everything. Yeah. With too much special effects. This is just, just, just enough. And it, it, it all works perfectly. Even the final line, the final couple of lines of dialogue <laughs> are funny. There's and a heartfelt. twist right at the very last line, for God's yeah. sake. What it's a twist. funny <laughs> and it's heartfelt, and it actually sparked conversation of why did they choose that? And I don't know if there was a specific reference that I missed or if it is just such a great way to end that scene. It's a great way to end the movie because that's exactly what she would say. Yes. It's true. This is what I was thinking. It's very. One of the things I want to take back, uh, walk back a bit, since this is the podcast where hard gets gay, I need to talk about what's gay in this movie. Mm-hmm. I know, I know it's Martin's wife, but Bonnie is a fucking power lesbian and I, she's a fucking drag queen. I love <laughs> the whole thing is Martin. We all know, like, one of the obstacles is like, she's when she first comes to the house, when Rose first comes to the house and says, We need to start exercising goes, and he's like, Well, gosh, where are we going to get one? And she's like, Um. <laughs> 
isn't the woman who just threw a plate in my head a ghost that's living in your house right now? He can't come. He can't come to grips with saying goodbye to his wife yet. Yeah, it's part of the problem. And you know that's going to eventually going to have to happen. So, and like I said, he has to inhabit all of these ghosts. And when Bonnie shows up, she's fucking amazing. Like every time she shows up, like a cigarette just pops out of her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. Bonnie? I see what's going on here. You fancy my Martin? No. You just want rid of me so you can get your dirty paws on him. No, that's not it at all. Martin, it's mine. Sarah, it's mine. And this house is mine. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> it just happened. Bang! This yeah. like, Immediately, I love her. She's coarse. She's rough. She's, she's got a foul mouth. I'm like, I can't believe he married her, but I love that he did. <laughs> yep. wedding day do you remember what you told him no in and 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 then there's a there's, then, then she gets some lesbian sex bonnie gets bonnie gets some lesbian sex yes <laughs> there's some lesbian sex and it's like right on bonnie get it party yeah mm-hmm. that, that, tell you, that works <laughs> it's a it's an oddly sex positive movie in the end it's a very sex positive movie yeah <laughs> At one point, I just love when Bonnie shows up and she calls Rosa Hooer because that's yeah. what my parents say. That's what they're like. Oh, look at you, dirty Hooer. Look at you there on your knees like a right down Hooer. Yeah. She's done nothing. She said nothing. She's just being but supportive to her ex husband. She, she, no, no, Bonnie knows. Bonnie knows. Mm-hmm. Bonnie knows. Like, you got, you got, you got, you know, you're making moves on my man. You're pretending you'd be all sweet and innocent. And, oh, I couldn't possibly. But no, I know. No. Bonnie, and she's right. <laughs> she's right. Bonnie knows everything. <laughs> Bonnie is the know all lesbian of this film. And I love her. Also, I think if Christian Winter sucked a few dicks instead of marrying that girl, everything would have been better. Yeah, I could see that. He would never gone to Satanism. Yeah. He wouldn't have been in that wig. The, the gloves when he gets in the, the car glove. i was so when i was talking about holding the scene for comedy this is another oh one of those moments and will forte is one of the few american actors i see do this regularly and do it well he yeah. holds the entire audience captive while he puts on a pair of gloves and yeah. it is hilarious and also what makes it i also think is great too on maeve's uh a rose's side of things very Irish things like I'm going to sit here and watch you do this, and I, you can see that I'm very irritated and kind of uncomfortable by how long this is taking. But I'm not going to say a fucking word. Everything's great. Oh sure, are we ready now? Fine. As soon as you're gone, I'm going to be telling everybody at the pub. <laughs> and it took 75 <laughs> minutes to put on a pair of fucking goes, but I'm at the time just been oh sure, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. that's very Irish. Uh huh, sure, yeah. everything's fine. Uh-huh. And great. I'll tell you. Great. One other thing that people might be wondering about is the accents, because I know we had talked a little, b- very briefly about that, I think, when you first sent me the message uh, for the film, is it is an Irish film with predominantly Irish actors. I didn't have any trouble with the accents for most. I think it was the the old man they visit who has all the different ghosts around his property, if you recall. Um, the guy with the ginger werewolf? Yes. <laughs> That guy. <laughs> I had a bit of trouble there's with his There's a ginger accent. werewolf in this. Oh, there's all kinds of ghosts in this that we're not going into. There's many, many adventures. I yeah. mean, we have, I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, how, I mean, how are they, how are they going to rein in Coca Puff Grandma? <laughs> the deer head that cries seven up tears? Yeah. Ginger werewolf? There's many, many obstacles that we are not getting into. How do they exercise these ghosts? Also, what is wonderful, what we didn't say is <laughs> when these exorcisms were done, 
how the exorcism manifests itself is that Martin has to barf it up, which doesn't sound funny, and it, but he plays it really well, like how disgusting it is. <laughs> yeah. And again, got to point out, it looks real specific. Yeah, it totally come. It's totally come. Totally yeah. come. That this these come these ghosts had to like come in his mouth before the okay now I came I can go I come and go hey hey, hey, hey it's hey. a come and go exorcism thank you as opposed to an ex wifeism which I thought was another great term to oh so it needs an ex wifeism I need two of those you sure do you sure do <laughs> um, but uh, what was I going to say like, this is this this is a montage where they're collecting all these various ghosts and what I love. We don't go into huge detail with them. You don't see exactly what happens, but you'll just see the end result that Martin will be like, wrenching and barfing up all this cum. And always in the background, there's two people doing something wonderfully mundane, like eating Cocoa Puffs, just eating French fries, or just talking about shit, like paying no attention to this guy who's having this supernatural, disgusting thing happen to him. They're not even noticing, which I just love. Well, and that's that's like one it, of the wonderful mundane, things, Rose. Mundane, yeah. yeah, like, to oh, yeah Rose, well, this is normal. This is yeah. Uh-huh, there, there's plus, a ghost, and we're gonna exercise it, and you're gonna puke it up, and we'll move on. This is, this is the fifth one today. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, day to day for her. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually I, it makes me think too that there's a lot of it. It feels like there's a lot of sketch comedy behind this because the characters all well, seem to have one major thing about them. She wrote for National Lampoon's Radio Hour. She knows sketch comedy. Yeah, right? Like, but that's, for me, that's very familiar of, there's mm-hmm. one thing about this character. He's a normal guy, except for this one thing. Yes. And that is a wonderful game to play as a writer and a performer. Yes. Uh, to walk out and just to let people find out this one weird thing about you. Um, and for Rose, it's just, she's an average, quiet, humble person who happens to be able to speak to ghosts. Who's an exorcist, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. No, just, <laughs> And those little things, like every time he references like a major horror movie or something, he's like, oh, like in Ghostbusters, she's like, oh, no, I never read it. Yes. No idea what it means. Oh, you mean the, you mean like The Exorcist? Never met him. <laughs> yeah. She has no idea. She has no pop culture references, which I think is wonderful. There's wonderful comedy scenes, so like small comedy scenes. Like the, I love the scene in the, what's the name of it? Bargains Galore. <laughs> yeah. She got the advice from her sister to stalk Martin mm-hmm. to see if he likes her. So she stalked him into this into this bargain store where his where his daughter works, and she he's talking about her to the daughter, and she <laughs> her stealth move is she walks in with a mop in front of her, and she's like, "Oh, hello, I'm just looking for don't mind me, I'm just browsing." Yeah, it, it was a Monty Python voice if I've ever heard one too. Absolutely, when she leaves, she's yeah. like, "Oh, I just remembered I already have a mop." <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. But I just left, but it was small. It wasn't the focus. It was in the background. Yeah, <laughs> you well, caught it or you didn't. And her following him. She's like four feet behind the guy the entire time when she's following him. Can we talk about the willy stick? The virgin divination rod. Have you seen it? There's an ornate phallus carved into one end. Oh, the willy stick. The the willy stick. It will point to purity. Uh Uh-huh. It's how it's how it's how Christian Winter finds the virgins to sacrifice. It's this I think he said the seven hundred year old carved wood out of mahogany. With a phallus on top, and as his wife goes, oh, you mean the willy stick? It's over there. Yep. And how, how it finds people, how it finds the virgins is hilarious. But Rose runs into him. Yes. Well, as she's coming out of the bargain shop, as she's, after she's stalking him, and she's like, oh, Christian Winter, I'm a big fan. Oh, you're great. And she sees the stick, and she's like, 
Oh, Willie. She almost she touches it for a second. Then after the scene's over, she sniffs her fingers and is like, <laughs> and it's like it's two, two it's two minutes later, and she's like, I can smell it. Just, what does the Willie stick smell like? That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. One of my other favorite exchanges, and I'll play the audio for this as well, is. When he gets, uh, uh, Christian Winter takes a driving lesson with her as well because he realizes that she's a witch and he says, Wonderful dialogue. I better, oh, who is this succubus? <laughs> so he's watching her do things. It's wonderful. He uses his wonderful antiquated language all the time, which is very funny. But she gets, he gets in the car and she's like, Oh, yeah, I know you. I met you outside the bargains galore. And he's like, Oh, the slaughterhouse. She's like, uh, No, the bargain shop. <laughs> <laughs> He casually drop his re- drops references. And again, he is a perfectly pleasant individual who happens to be a Satanist who wants to kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, wants, and wants to push his cassette single. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some things he's been working on. See what Here, here's a cassette of things that I can, of stuff I've been working on. It's autographed and it's in lieu of payment for this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> in lieu of payment. That was the best part. He pulls up to an... Get, oh, great, oh, great, thanks. Oh, great, thanks. Great, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulls up to an actual castle, pays with a hand. Like, and again, it's not a cassette like we would go to the store and buy in the 80s. It's it's the one that you would pick up at Radio Shack. It's a blank. And, it's a blank yeah. cassette. Yeah. <laughs> that he's just scribbled on. Um, and it's, it's again, little things like that. And then who even has a tape recorder to play that back on now? <laughs> who has that? Come on now. Yeah. Although, to be fair, she did have a full VHS library and television set up. Yeah, but she knew well enough to lug it, the whole VCR TV <laughs> set up to Martin's house because she knew damn well that he wasn't going to have a VCR to watch tapes with her. That's true. It's little That's things true. like that. This is a wonderful movie. We are not going into the end of the movie because, like I said, it's a carnival of crazy Mm-hmm. I, it's the whole thing. Will Rose be able to save Sarah from being sacrificed? Will the Blood Moon claim another victim? Will Bonnie be exercised? Will the day be saved? And will they be able to do it before the Chinese food arrives? Mm, that comes up a few times. Yeah, it's very important when that Chinese food arrives. <laughs> it's it's going to be very important. One of my other favorite things. Again, this is this was a throwaway. There's a carnival of crazy going on, and to make it even crazier. Rose's sister, Sailor, Sailor, who we mentioned earlier, is a million months pregnant. Yes. So, of course, during the finale, when this demonic shit is happening and everything's gone, you know, the world is coming to an end. Of course, she's in labor. Yeah. And her date for the evening, who is accepting everything really well, is also now having to deliver this baby. <laughs> yes. And he goes, oh, oh, let's, he's, he's, he's got his head over his dress. He's like, oh, God, there's something coming out of one of the holes. And she goes, is it the baby? He goes, no. <laughs> oh. Poop joke. Poop yep. joke. The miracle of childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Her and my sister's like, you want to watch the video? I'm like, no, I don't want to see your pussy explode. <laughs> Show me the cute baby once he's been cleaned. Thank you. I don't need to see. I don't need to see you get wrecked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to see what you ate in the hospital beforehand. No. No, I don't like you anyway. I mean, <laughs> I don't like your face. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be around you when you're giving me money at Christmas. I, I know. I don't want to be near you and like thinking about like, does your vagina like whistle in the wind now? <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Seems to me you lived your life like a vagina in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've taken a turn, Michael Allen. The ending is so amazing, though. And you do it's again, it's not where you think it's going to go. Constantly. That's no. what this movie excels at. Is the yes. humor takes you places you don't expect to go. And if you are at all like myself or Patrick and it's been a bit of a dark year. Yeah. This is one of those ones to put on, have a glass of whatever you like or a bowl of whatever you like and just enjoy. Have some yeah. fun. It's a feel good movie, even though there's a body count, because even though there's a body count, you know, and all those people go, you see them go where they need to go. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Did see them all have their happy exits yep. or the happy ending? That's, that, I don't want to say that. I don't, you don't want to say. Well, actually, you get to see them have the happy endings, and then you see Martin Martin throw up. Yeah, spit it out. <laughs> yep, he spits. He spits. Well, normally he'd swallow, but you know he had to give the girl the facial. He had to give the teenage, the underage girl a facial yes. of ecto just Wow, this movie got weird all of a sudden. But Uncomfortable. it's true. Well, that's what makes it extraordinary. One of the things I learned about the movie is well that. At the beginning of the movie, when you see Rose driving around in her Rose's driving school car, the telephone number, if you turn it upside down, it says boobless. <laughs> 5537-8008. Technically, it says boobless bow. There's another eight zero on the <laughs> <laughs> That's good fun. I get it comes which across. Which she is not. Which yeah. she is not, by the way. Which she no. is most definitely not. No. No. <laughs> it, it definitely comes across as a movie of that was written by a group of people who just love each other and love what they do. And that Absolutely. permeates it. And it, it's 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 the first major effort from uh, directors uh, Mike Ahern and and uh, Lauman. And the fact mm-hmm. that it looks great, it looks like a million bucks. It doesn't look low budget. No. It, it looks comes, wonderful. And again, you've got enough, like you got Will Forte in there who is, he has star power, but you know when he takes on a project, it's because there's something a little weird about it. That yeah. man does not do normal. And no. he knows how to find diamonds in the rough, and this is absolutely one of them. And he makes like, he, he makes the abnormal normal. Another actor, Christian Winter, the way he did it would have been so over the top, it wouldn't have been the 3D character. But I totally get Christian Winter. Like he is over. It's just he is what he is. Yeah, you accept all of that. And it's the absolute, absolute dedication to the character. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which again is, and, and that's I think one of the reasons we got to see Maeve Higgins uh, do so well in this is she may have been kind of playing herself to a degree. And that's another mm. one where you look at films where they brought in the writers uh, to yeah. play part roles and stuff. It's like, you know what? You actually just happen to have the natural delivery we want for this. Uh, again, I'm going to call back to The Office because everyone uh, has access to it. But Toby Flenderstein, oh, dog shake. Toby Flenderstein, uh, who plays the HR guy, he's actually one of the writers on the show. And he just has a personality. Naturally, they thought, you know what? That would kind of be funny to put you in there. And they did. And it works. Sure. No, it makes sense. Yeah. And who's gonna know who's gonna know the material better than the writer? Exactly. Probably the director, quote all unquote. of the all of the writers that I directed that I'm like, you need to cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> As a writer. Well, you mm. know, some things when you would what's on the paper doesn't actually sometimes work. Oh, it always works. That. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You silly performers telling me what to write. That's why I just do improv. My, my experience is as a news writer, though, so I'm used to fighting for a line. 
I've mm. had screaming matches, actual screaming matches with managers and advertising managers about two lines on a page. No, I get because that. I get that's it. in newsprint. Which okay, nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares. We've lost them. We've lost them, Michael <laughs> Howie. So Extraordinary, Extraordinary is an extraordinary film. I loved it. I can't, I don't know why it's not out there. It doesn't make sense. This movie should be on everyone's watch list, and they should be calling their streaming service or their local theater and demanding it get some time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, maybe not now. I mean, maybe you got movies up there, but we don't have movies down here. No, okay? we no, don't either. Yeah. As well, we shouldn't. But no, I mean, the fact that it's not on any streaming services at all, it's just bizarre. I figured this is prime Hulu shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, this shit happens. I mean, Dave made, I, like I said, I was uh, I was talking to Michael before, and I, my friend Michael, who we were talking about earlier, just watched Dave Made a Maze, and I had to give him my copy because it's not streaming anywhere. Again, it was on Hulu, and they bumped it. It's a great movie. <laughs> God damn it, people don't... So this this is a this is the podcast where hard gets gay, but it's always always been my goal as well to call your attention to shit that you won't notice otherwise. Because Michael, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now because this is something that drives me crazy. I'm in all these these various horror groups, and it boggles my mind. Some some lazy ass who cannot Google anything. Like uh, I need some recommendations for something to watch, and people will recommend the same goddamn movies over and over. I need something new that I've never seen before, and it's the same ten movies over and over again. Come on now. I'll be like, you should watch this, and nobody listens. How about this? Nobody listens. The, the gems out there that you just don't know about, and that's why we're, and I'm great. I'm great. I'm giving you gold, people. <laughs> I appreciate it, and Love I've learned me. so me. much from you and this podcast. <laughs> but you know what? That's that's a real struggle right now. Again, is we all have a lot of time to be sitting and looking at those streaming devices. This is one to look for. This is something that's going to make you laugh. It's going to be something you remember. It's worth the rental. It's um, we're, yeah. You know what? You you can feel good about plunking down three ninety nine to rent this. You will have a great time. Absolutely. And if not, you can beat Michael Howie up. I welcome it, in fact. Yeah. Because because first punch, bam, you're sucked into the beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to go hunting that night. If you just try and get my beard, you just get sucked right in. I get to chill out and order in. So Beard hungry. Beard need food. Beard need flesh. Beard will consume all. <laughs> it could start with my ass. What happened? Okay, Michael Howie, it has been an absolute treat having you back on Screen Queens. Please, we didn't talk about what goes on over at Defender Radio. Defender Radio is where I get to interview people about wildlife and animal issues that I uh, find important. It's not quite as fun as this, but if you're looking for more fun, you can also look up The End of Time and Other Bothers, where I play a flightless fairy in an RPG podcast. Mm-hmm. And because I can't do accents, I just lean into you my know, Canadian as a fl- accent. As a flightless fairy myself, I'm saying, you know, it's all about representation, Michael. You know, yeah. you're going to have to start sucking some dicks if you're going to keep playing that fly- <laughs> flightless fairy without me writing angry letters to, you know, BuzzFeed. I think we could use the publicity, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Get a change.org petition uh-huh. going on. <gasps> Demand Michael Howie sucks some dicks. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that a lot of angry people wanted me to suck some dicks. So, oh 
my April twin Mike is like, yes, yes, baby, do that, yes, yes, I love Michael Howie, yay! The Michael Howie fan club is going bananas right now. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you for being here. Please continue to stay cool and stay safe out there in the Great White North, which is really not what, well, it's North, but in Canada, in Canada, in Canada. I should have just said Canada. Why do I make things fancy? Why am I still talking? I don't know. Thank you. I love you, and I can't wait to do it again. No one ever says those two things together to me. <laughs> those three things. No, no, it's like, I love you, and that was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Lose my number. <laughs> I'm moving to Cuba. <laughs> Not a big deal for us. We can just go to Cuba whenever we want. And let me tell you, those cigars. Mm. Do you want to just end on that? Me going. Sometimes mm. a cigar is just a cigar. Let's end on that or we're never going to get out of here. Thank you, Michael <laughs> Howie. I love you too. Mwah. Wait. Thank you. Where's that beard at? The beard's on my face. The beard's on my face too. Yes. <laughs> Once again, I want to give my sincerest and warmest and squishiest thank you to Mr. Michael Howie. It's always such a delight to have you on the show, and it's always just a delight to have you, period. And be sure to check out Michael over on Defender Radio when you can. If you love animals, you just can't get enough of that big, panty-dropping, basso voice of his. And speaking of panty-dropping, you want to know what made my panties hit the floor this week? No, Patrick, we really don't. But you know what? I'm going to tell you anyway, so just deal with me. And that person would be Kevin W., I have his whole name here, but I'm not saying it just because I'm discreet and stuff. Kevin led the review on Podchaser, and this was a while ago. This is back in, gosh, October of 2019 when we were just starting out on Podchaser, and I didn't have a lot of reviews there. I think I still don't have a lot of reviews there, but Kevin was among the first, and Kevin gave me five stars, and Kevin said, how have only two people rated this amazing delve into the fabulous world of horror. Patrick is a wonderful host with years of experience at both horror and being gay under his rainbow belt. We love you, darling. Thank you. Like Ava Gabor showed up at the end there. That's fabulous. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I do have lots of experience in both horror and being gay. About that, I'll have to put that second one on my resume from now on. I hadn't thought of that. I really appreciate that, Kevin. You made my day, made me giggle. I mean, I, I I loved it at the time, and I love it again now. So, here's the thing, kids. I am officially whoring myself for reviews. Some reviews would really help me right now. That I'm I'm trying to score a sponsor, and they're really interested in podcast reviews. Except I don't get that many. I know I've been on forever, and a lot of you already left them. But here's the thing. If you use this particular site, lovethepodcast.com, you can leave a review here on just about any podcasting platform. So if you already left one on iTunes, you can leave one on Podchaser or on Google Podcasts or on CastBox or on Podcast Addict. You can put them just about anywhere. You can double down. Yeah, but what's in it for me, Patrick? Well, I'll tell you, you could win big. Yep, that's right, because I'm announcing a contest. What? Yes, I am. Everybody who leaves a review from now until the end of March will be entered to win a digital copy of the four and a half hour documentary into iconic 80s horror films in search of darkness. Volume one. Yep. So all you have to do is go to lovethepodcast.com slash cream queens, pick any one of those platforms and leave a review. And to be wise, just to be worth the wise, you might want to shoot me a note and let me know that you did it. 
because you know a lot of you have like you're not like Kevin W here and not putting your whole name on here. You have fun little screen names, and I might not be able to track you down. So if you leave a review, let me know, and you'll be entered into the contest. Win, 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 win. Now, before I wrap things up and tell you what's going to be going on in the next few episodes of Scream Queens, I have to say thank you to my affiliates, my partners, and my squiggies to my Lenny. I'm talking about, first of all, Squadcast. Hey, wasn't it nice to hear an episode that was recorded with Squadcast this time after that last one? Good Golly, Miss Molly, it was so easy to edit and it's so much easier to listen to because Squadcast does remote recordings for professional podcasters. Now, you might not consider yourself a professional podcaster, but you know what? You can sound like one and it's totally worth it. The, the number one reason, if you're a podcaster, the number one reason people turn off a podcast is because the sound is bad or not up to their liking or is irritating or is somehow inadequate. Don't play that game. Don't sound like an amateur. Get a hold of some Squadcast in your life. And you can get a seven-day free trial by going over to bit.ly slash squadqueens. And, of course, that's queens with a Z. Bit.ly slash squadqueens. And, of course, a big, huge, huge, wet, sticky, mildly inappropriate hug to my fabulous, oiled-up, muscly, hunky, hairy, sweaty, groovy, sexy, breakdancing, ninja, Jedi Knights over at Captivate FM. Captivate is the only podcast host in the world that is dedicated to growing your podcast. And they make it extremely easy. You know how much I used to cry about between WordPress and like trying to, I mean, the old hosting site, podcasting was a nightmare. And with, with Captivate, everything is insanely easy. Every week we get new features that make things even better and incredible customer service. And it's just a fabulous place to be. You know what I'm saying? Why put yourself through hell? Get Captivate FM. And again, just like Squadcast, you can get a seven-day free trial by going to bit.ly slash Captivate SQ. Bit.ly slash Captivate SQ. Well, now that we got all that dirty, dirty business out of the way, tell us, Patrick, what's coming up next? What are we going to do next on Scream Queens? Well, we're going to keep the laughs coming next time. Next time, we're going to be looking at the Neil Simon 1976, I think, comedy Murder by Death. The movie that spoofs all the classic mystery detectives. They all get together in a house and someone, there's a murder and they have to figure everybody's in it. There's an incredible comedic cast of stars. It's gay fabulous and we're going to have a great time. And to do that, I'm going to be joined by Miss Kristen Petty from Killing Your Darlings. That's right. She's coming on without Dan. Just going to be me and Kristen. So you know what that means. It's going to be a girls night out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're drinking Cosmos. Yeah, yeah. Talking about boys. That's what's going to be. And we're also going to be talking about murder by death. But we're going to be doing all those things simultaneously. So it's going to be a great show. But what I'm very happy to announce, it's going to be a very special month. Because, you know, the way things have been here in America for the past couple of years, and also just working on Friday the 13th, the series over on Damn You, Uncle Lewis, has made me really appreciate how absolutely fabulous Canada is. And how fabulous Canadian horror is. So, April will be, on Scream Queens, officially, Canadian Horror Appreciation Month. Yay! Oh, Canada, we think you're fucking rad. The movies that we are going to cover for Canadian Appreciation Month, I'm going to continue that tradition that I started with John Carpenter Month back in October when I said we're going to do one really famous one and one not-so-famous but fabulous hidden gem. So for the big one, we're going to be doing the ultimate romantic slasher, My Bloody Valentine. And then things are going to get weird and it's going to get creepy because for the sleeper hit, we're going to talk about Pin. If you haven't seen Pin, it's really weird and very uncomfortable and absolutely incredible. So that's going to be super fun, lining up the guests still, and we're going to have a great time for the next few weeks. So 
If you would like to get in touch with me here at the show, you can follow me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, where horror gets gay, and follow the page. You can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. If you want to leave a review, you head on over to lovethatpodcast.com slash Scream Queens. And if you like what you heard earlier on that little sample of Damian Wonka Lewis and you want to support the show, become a patron. Become a patron at www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens. And... If you are not committed to doing some kind of monthly subscription, but you like what I do here on the show, or if you really like something that happened here today, or if I made your day, or something like that, you know what else you can do? You can buy me a coffee. You can do a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com slash Scream Queens. You know, $3, $5, $1, whatever you want, because every little bit helps keep this show going. You know what else helps keep the show going? If you follow the show. Now, we had a big announcement, this big shakeup in the podcasting world this week because iTunes is dropping the word subscribe from their podcasting world because they've decided that subscribe makes people think that it's going to cost them something to follow a show. So now we're using follow as a term. They're changing our terminology. So if you're not already following Scream Queens on whatever your favorite podcatcher is, please do. And if you had a good time, please share a link to the show with your friends. Say, hey, this movie sounded great. We should check it out. Listen to these guys talk about it. Hey, there's a crazy Canadian guy on the show with this cool beard and a voice that made my panties fall off. Listen to it. Share the love. Share the love. Share the love. Because I've got so much of it to give. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a more fabulously creepy place. And how do you do that? Really easy. You follow that Scream Queen's golden rule that I'm always going on about. If you know it, say it along with me. Oh, my God. It's like a 12-step program. But you know what? It's a fabulous 12-step program. All right. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Wear a fucking mask. Wash your fucking hands. Keep your fucking distance. Stay fucking fabulous and keep your head up because it looks like a brighter day is coming real soon. Till next time. Mwah! Love you. <laughs>